We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 768 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. It is the three-year anniversary of the Al Galdi Podcast. Yes, we have lasted for three years. This podcast has lasted for as long as Scott Turner (laughs) lasted as Washington offensive coordinator. Three years. I'm very proud of that. When I started this podcast, my goal was for the podcast to last for at least as long as Scott Turner lasted as Washington offensive coordinator. And we have done that. Uh, Now, the first episode of this podcast came out on February 9th. 2021, but that was an introductory episode of the podcast. When you start a podcast, you have to do an intro episode before the podcast gets cleared on various platforms. So I count February 22nd as the true start of the podcast. February 22nd, 2021 was the first full-fledged episode of the podcast. That was when I started putting out a new episode of the pod each weekday morning, Monday through Friday, with each episode out oh so early each weekday morning. Each episode is out by the 5 a.m. hour and often much earlier than that. Uh, This is the podcast that wakes up with you. This is the podcast that follows Washington, D.C. area sports so that you don't have to. Uh, We talk commanders on every episode of the podcast, no matter the time of year, but We also go in-depth on many of the other major teams in D.C. area sports. The Nationals, the Orioles, the Capitals, the Wizards, Maryland football and Maryland basketball, Georgetown basketball, Virginia football and Virginia basketball, Virginia Tech football and Virginia Tech basketball, and more. We cover a lot of ground. Uh, We provide timestamps for each episode so you know what is where and can pick and choose what you want to listen to, although we recommend listening to each and every segment. (laughs) Uh, But we are proud of what we do, and we have you to thank for the success 
of this podcast. So thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening, for downloading, for subscribing, for rating, for reviewing. Uh, This podcast, as of Wednesday afternoon, was the number 73 podcast in the country in the U.S. football category on Apple Podcasts. Top 75 among the who knows how many thousands of football podcasts in the country. Uh, So again, thank you. And hello and welcome to this Thursday three-year anniversary installment of the Al Galdi podcast. It is fitting that we on this installment of the pod will welcome the person who I'm pretty sure has made the most guest appearances on the pod, Commander's Insider Ben Standig of The Athletic. Uh, Ben will be with us next segment to talk about what went down at Commander's headquarters in Ashburn, Virginia on Wednesday, an introductory session with many of the assistant coaches on new Commander's head coach Dan Quinn's coaching staff. Uh, Ben will tell us about his interactions with the likes of assistant head coach slash offensive pass game coordinator Brian Johnson and run game coordinator slash running backs coach Anthony Lynn and linebackers coach Ken Norton Jr. and more. And Ben will give us a preview from a commander's perspective of what's happening next week, the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Uh, Ben will be there. He'll tell us what to expect, including from the quarterbacks. Uh, We'll also talk about the perceived top quarterbacks in the 2024 NFL draft, in which the commanders have the number two overall pick, USC's Caleb Williams, North Carolina's Drake May, LSU's Jaden Daniels. Ben just wrote a very interesting piece regarding May and Daniels. Ben Standig, next segment. Also on the show, I will talk college basketball. Three items in particular. A, some much-needed good news for Maryland basketball a major get in recruiting 6'10", Derek Queen, who for the 2024 class is ranked as the number 10 player per ESPN and the number 12 player per 24-7 sports. B, historic win for George Mason on Wednesday night. The Patriots notched their first home win over a team ranked in an Associated Press Top 25 poll ever a 71-67 win over number 16 Dayton at Eagle Bank Arena in Fairfax, Virginia, and C, yet another loss for Georgetown. The Hoyas lost their 11th consecutive game, a 90-85 loss to St. John's at Capital One Arena on Wednesday night. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. From Sterling Porter on X regarding our conversation on Tuesday's show, episode 766, with Detroit Lions radio play-by-play announcer Dan Miller about new commander's assistant general manager Lance Newmark, who spent the last 26 seasons with the Lions, writes Sterling. Listening to your interview with Dan Miller, I can't help but hear the parallels between how Detroit's owner assessed the organization and then made hires, and how Josh Harris did that, including... Hiring Dan Quinn, who is like Dan Campbell. Uh, Thank you for that, Sterling. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing while listening to Dan Miller. There are parallels between what Lions ownership did and what Commander's managing partner Josh Harris is doing. Uh, And the way that Dan and others have talked about Lions head coach Dan Campbell is similar to how people talk about Commander's head coach 
Dan Quinn. A lot of Dans, right? Dan Miller, Dan Campbell, Dan Quinn uh, from John Deasy on X regarding our recent conversations with guests about which quarterback the commanders should be thinking about getting via their number two overall pick in the 2024 draft. Uh, Some great insights on this from a variety of guests in recent days, including commanders analyst Mark Bullock on episode 762 of the podcast. Kevin Sheehan, the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show podcast on episode 765 of this podcast, and Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus's head of football product on episode 767 of the podcast. Anyway, writes John, why does it appear that we have completely given up on Sam Howell and are looking for the next shiny object that could very well turn out to be another RG me <laughs> with a better coaching staff, Sam Howell should continue to improve and be very good. I hope that Cliff Kingsbury coaches Sam up and then Sam balls out in training camp and makes the team sorry that it did not draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Love your podcast. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you for that, John. That would be quite the scenario. Offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury coaching Sam Howell up to the point that Sam ends up being the commander's QB1 for this coming season. Well, I would not say that the commanders or we uh, have completely given up on Sam Howell. I certainly have not completely given up on Sam Howell, but the reality is that Sam this past season played nowhere close to good enough to justify the commanders not taking a quarterback via having a number two overall pick in a 2024 draft that is perceived to be a very good draft for quarterbacks. I mean, imagine if the commanders passed on taking a quarterback via their number two overall pick due to what Sam did this past season. And imagine that the commanders for the 2024 season just ran things back with Sam. And imagine that Sam ended up being bad and a quarterback who the commanders could have taken at number two in the 2024 draft ended up being great. How bad would that be? How sickening would that scenario be? Washington, in hindsight, made a terrible decision in not taking a quarterback with the number two overall pick in the 2020 draft. And there were a lot of reasons for why the team did not take a quarterback with that pick. We do not have to rehash all of those reasons, but the bottom line is that not taking Justin Herbert or even Tua Tungavailoa with that number two overall pick in the 2020 draft was a major mistake, to say nothing of the next two quarterbacks who were taken in that draft, Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts. And again, this is all hindsight. I get that. But the point is, let's not make the same mistake again. And when it comes to Sam Howell, the commanders can and should continue to work with Sam and develop Sam. And perhaps he becomes a really good number two quarterback. Heck, perhaps he ends up being the commander's QB1 once again. You know, he is under contract for two more seasons. He's two seasons into his four-year rookie contract as a 2022 fifth-round pick. The history of our team is filled with quarterback situations that were supposed to go one way, but ended up going another way. See Jay Schrader and Doug Williams. See Heath Schuler and Gus Farad. See the aforementioned Robert Griffin III and... Uh, you know who. I'm a little bit more process oriented. <laughs> yes, thank you. We know that you are, okay? You don't have to tell us that all the time. Uh, see Carson Wentz 
And Taylor Heineke, how many times in Washington history has a quarterback situation been set up to go one way, but ended up going another way? So I would not count Sam Howell out. Not at all. Email from Jerry Moore on Maryland basketball, which is staring and missing the NCAA tournament for a second time in three seasons. Uh, The Terrapins have lost five of their last six games. The Terps for this season are just 14 and 13 overall and just 6 and 10 in the Big Ten. Uh, Writes Jerry Al, as the Maryland men's basketball season continues to crash, when is someone going to ask if Maryland should fire Kevin Willard? Uh, Thank you. For the email, Jerry, I do not think that the Terps should fire head coach Kevin Willard. Uh, A, this is only his second season as Terps head coach. B, his first season as Terps head coach went well. And C, I don't even know that it is financially feasible for Maryland to fire Willard. You know, Maryland's athletics department has not been in great financial shape in recent years. The department finished the fiscal year that ended on June 30th, 2022 with a $6.86 million budget shortfall. And that was the second consecutive year that the department spent more than the department received. Uh, Now, part of that was buying out the contract of former Terps men's basketball head coach, Mark Turgeon, a.k.a. The Turge. Uh, But it has been a rough last few years for Maryland athletics financially when you consider the Jordan McNair tragedy and COVID and a lack of juice for men's basketball. The attendance at Xfinity Center for men's basketball games is not great. Average attendance for home games this season is 13,000. 128. That is well below capacity at the Xbox. Uh, I do give Kevin Willard credit in that he has the Terps playing great defense this season. The Terps legitimately are one of the best defensive teams in the country. The Terps for this season, as of games through Tuesday, were number six in Division I men's basketball in KenPalm.com's adjusted defensive efficiency, which is points allowed per 100 possessions adjusted for opponents. But The roster that Kevin Willard put together for this season is not good offensively, and the team isn't winning, and the team isn't very exciting. You know, one of the complaints that people like me had about Mark Turgeon as Terps head coach was that his teams played this slow, plodding style of offense that wasn't fun to watch. The Terps let themselves get infected with uh, Big Ten-itis instead of bringing ACC basketball to the Big Ten. Turgeon's Maryland teams routinely were among the slowest teams in Division I men's basketball. If you go by KenPalm.com's adjusted tempo, which is possessions per 40 minutes adjusted for opponents. Uh, Well, the Terps for this season as of games through Tuesday were 300 out of 362 Division I men's basketball teams in adjusted tempo. The Terps for last season were 326 out of 363 Division I men's basketball teams in adjusted tempo. That is not exciting. That does not compel people to buy tickets to your games and spend money on your program. But I have a hard time seeing the Terps firing Kevin Willard anytime soon. And I don't think that he deserves to be fired, even though this season has been a tough one. Okay, no question. The Terps for this season are just 1-8 and eight in one possession games, games decided by four points or less. That is rough. Uh, All right, up next, Ben Standig on the Commanders. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of the podcast. We on Wednesday and the commander's headquarters in Ashburn, Virginia, had something a little different, a session during which the commander's new assistant coaches and also holdover assistant coaches were in the team's indoor practice facility, what is known as the bubble, (laughs) uh, and were allowed to be spoken with by members of the media. So these were not introductory press conferences like we had with the team's new head coach, Dan Quinn, new offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury, and new defensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr. These were more casual come and go sessions for members of the media with assistant coaches. And among those members of the media in attendance was the man who joins me now, Commander's Insider Ben Standing of The Athletic, a regular guest on this podcast. Ben does an awesome job of covering the Commanders. He is the host of the Standing Room Only podcast. You can follow him on X at Ben Standing. And Ben, next week, will be attending the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine. More on that in a bit. But Ben, the Combine, like NBA All-Star Weekend <laughs> this past weekend, taking place in Indianapolis. Indy, the site last Saturday night of a guy who you got to know a bit, former Georgetown player Mac McClung, winning the slam dunk contest 
for a second consecutive year. Mac McClung, just four career NBA regular season games, but now two slam dunk contest titles. Will Ben Standig, uh, during combine week, attempt to outdunk Mac McClung? <laughs> well, I, I, uh, our, our hops, I know people confuse us because of our, our hops are pretty similar. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. I, I'll tell you what, like, I know that Indianapolis is not a vacation spot for people per se, but for, for this type of stuff, it's actually really conducive to having a pretty good uh, event. It's just the, the, the spacing, the hotels, the conventions, and the, the way, like, it's not a very big place, the downtown area, so it's actually not a bad spot for this. Uh, but, no, I don't I don't know what I will do to commemorate uh, the, the, the NBA All-Star game. Maybe what I'll commemorate it by is playing no defense uh, throughout the week. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about our Wizards. They probably looked at that All-Star game this past Sunday night and were like, you see, no defense. What's wrong with that? That's how we play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, this getting to know you session for you guys with commander's assistant coaches on Wednesday. Uh, what was the session like? How'd it go? Yeah, they, you know, they have done this a couple of times in the past. And, you know, it's obviously was different before because they, when they started, when we were doing this, this, you know, I don't remember when, when it was happening, but they were already like in the mix. Like they'd already been there for more than a year or two. And, you know, they look obviously. You know, the, the the coaches are generally pretty cool, but you know, there's only so much that they can get into. We have a lot more specifics that we can get into when there's more information. Here, it's such a blank slate, right? That uh, it was like the, the, they were all pretty cool. I really there was nobody that I thought, oh boy, this guy's going to be a bit of a pill. Um, everybody was pretty cool, but they also didn't have a lot of information. So many of them had just gotten started. You know, they really haven't even dug in to their position room other than just like what they already knew or, or, or really some basic stuff. So, you know, they're still learning what to do. I think in fact, most of us, not all of the assistants are not even actually going to go to Indy. Typically they, some of them do because they've got to do work on this end. So they're going to leave, you know, the, they'll be involved in like some zoom calls, things like that, but they're, they're not going to physically go there because they got to catch up. So in general, I think they were all pretty cool. I guess in terms of just for what it's worth, it was held in the practice bubble and they set up tables, uh, in sort of a rec, uh, you know, rectangle way offense on the left defense on the right. Some of the bigger names like Anthony Lynn and Bobby, uh, um, Brian Johnson on the, on the end. And, you know, you just got to kind of bounce around to different people. Uh, you know, obviously most of them I didn't know. Settler, Ryan Kerrigan and Tavita Pritchard, uh, you know, was glad, glad to see them again. But beyond that, um, you know, it was a pretty chill time. I mean, like I said, you, you, you get what you can, but admittedly, like, they, they didn't even have to, like, try to hold secrets because they don't really have any at this point. I'm guessing that for a lot of people, the two most notable non-coordinator assistant coaches for the commanders are assistant head coach slash offensive pass game coordinator Brian Johnson and run game coordinator slash running backs coach Anthony Lynn. Did anything from those guys on Wednesday stand out? Well, with Lynn, you know, it, you know, obviously we all played the game for the last month of who knows who. Who is a coach that... that, that Dan Quinn or Adam Peters or somebody else worked with at some point and let's connect those dots right um, but in some cases you weren't sure so in the case of Anthony Lynn it's like okay how, how does this happen you you know this is a guy who's been a former head coach he was just on the 49ers staff right how does this work and he said that you know he and Dan Quinn have known each other 
for some time uh, that I guess Mike Tannenbaum, the uh, former Jets, the Jets, Dolphins uh, GM, he uh, when he left being a GM, he ended up being a uh, coaching agent, I guess. And he had first two clients that I guess he, he ended up signing were Dan Quinn and Anthony Lynn. And so he sort of just connected them together from that perspective. And then they've been, you know, friends uh, to some degree since. And, you know, Dan Quinn has, you know, said, hey, you know, obviously I was in the back of my head. I was always thinking to myself, who would I want to put on a staff if I get that chance again? And he, Anthony Lynn was on his list. Uh, and he said, look, I, I'm going to wait on this because he obviously they were in the, going to the Super Bowl. And he's like, it's worth the wait. So he waited. Um, and then obviously they got him. And, you know, uh, you heard the Joe Witt press conference the other day. I think Anthony Lynn, I don't know when you guys would ever get a chance to hear him since he's not a coordinator, but it's a lot of that type of, of energy. He, he definitely has a lot of uh, passion and, and uh, you know, exuberance with, with, you know, with him. And, you know, beyond that, um, you know, it's hard to say. I, I will say one thing on Anthony Lynn that sort of stood out is, if you were, I'm sure you recall because you remember everything, he interviewed last year for the OC job that ultimately went to Eric Bieniemy. So I asked him, on the assumption that you, you know, prepared for that interview, what did you, you know, what did you, what was your kind of thoughts about the team at that point, and how does it look different now? And he said, yeah, he did do a lot of homework. He was intrigued by some of the offensive pieces, you know, obviously with Terry McLaurin and so on. Um, but that. He wasn't ready to leave San Francisco. <laughs> I wouldn't either, right? Obviously, they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl, which they did, and Washington was, you know, I think we all knew. It most likely, was the whole thing was going to get blown up. But he at least, unlike a lot of the other, the other coaches, had at least a feel for what he was what was offered here. So when Dan Quinn came to him and said, hey, you know, what do you think? He was, you know, pretty eager to, to, to make the move. Anthony Lynn spent the last two seasons as the San Francisco 49ers assistant head coach slash running backs coach. Now is the commander's run game coordinator slash running backs coach. So just to be clear, he voluntarily left the Niners for the commanders. I guess. I mean, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't ask him, Hey, was your contract up or, you know, he had been there for two years. Sometimes that can be the length of the, of the deal. So Look, I mean, the fact that he jumped as quickly as he did to go to a team that was just in the Super Bowl to, to come to a team that had four wins, you know, it's at least you have to wonder what's going on. But, you know, look, uh, you know, in San Francisco, I'm sure he had a role, but like, you know, Kyle Shanahan is clearly his team. Not that it wouldn't be Cliff Kingsbury's offense here, but there's probably more of a room perhaps for him to, to, to get involved. So I don't know what his deal with San Francisco was, but at least – what they're saying is that there was a legitimate, it wasn't just, hey, buddy, you need, a, you need some work. It was like, no, 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 Dan Quinn wants him. He had, Lynn had already thought about Washington based on last year. And, you know, based on that, I guess it doesn't sound like it was a hard decision for him. The defensive portion of Dan Quinn's coaching staff, defensive pass game coordinator Jason Simmons, defensive backs coach Tom Donatel, linebackers coach Ken Norton Jr. Would you make of what those guys or others had to say? Yeah, I didn't have a chance to talk to Simmons, unfortunately. I did talk to to, Don, uh, to Donatel. I talked to Ken Norton uh, Jr. Um, you know, again, it's pretty, they're all still pretty green when it comes to learning the staff. I joked with Norton. I was like, I know you guys are watching tape of all your players. I'm assuming your session didn't take long because it's Jamin Davis. And it, like, like basically the linebacker room is Jamin Davis and that, playing the role of Will Smith in that gif where he's, uh, you know, standing there in like the empty living room, like everybody else is gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, 
I, I think I, I personally think like bring Cully Cousin back would make sense, but it's possible Jamin Davis is the only one of the main guys returning. So uh, you know that that that's a complete blank slate. Which you know, and Norton said, hey, that's kind of a fun deal to to have to. Uh, you know, sort of start from scratch and figure out, you know, who makes sense, what type of guys are we looking for, how do they fit in, et cetera. Um, I, I asked him, you know, to that end, like, what, you know, what, what is he kind of looking for at linebacker relative to Dan Quinn's plan? He's like, it's, we're just too early. It, it's, you know, we just haven't gotten that deep yet. And, and I do think this is an important part of all this. Like, for all the conversations that we're all having, they should do this, they should do that. They're really just learning the basics of the whole situation. You know, who are the players they have on the team? Who are their free agents? You know, figuring out who makes sense for what we're doing and then taking that and going, okay, now, what are the types of free agents we're looking at since that comes first? And then you get to the draft. So they they have a lot of work to do um, in a short amount of time, which which is why it does make sense that they're not, the coaches are probably not going. And Dan Quinn will be in Indy for some period of time, but I don't think he's there for more than probably a couple of days would be my guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and then talking to, to, to Donatel, you know, he's the DB coach. They've got a lot of DB help though this year. Simmons was a former DB coach with the Raiders. Joe Witt was a secondary guy, uh, a secondary coach with Dallas. So they've got a lot of pieces there and, you know, it's, I, I tried asking, uh, you know, Hey, look, there's young talent here, but it just didn't click at all. Like, you know, how much. From what you saw, you know, what are you kind of excited to, to get into? Where do you think you can help these guys? And, you know, like I said, he, whether he just didn't want to go there yet or it really realistically just didn't have a good enough feel, you know, he kind of just kind of said, hey, we got to learn these guys. He did, you know, he said he, he knew Forbes because they, you know, paid attention to Forbes at the draft. He said he was at Percy Butler's pro day. So, you know, it was kind of like him has a feel for, for him. But, you know, they're just, it is the, it is the literal getting to know each other, getting to know each other portion of their scout, uh, their internal scout, and, uh, you know, they still got some work to do. Let's get to the Combine, the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, it is happening officially from this Monday, February 26th through the following Monday, March 4th. Uh, again, is happening at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, the actual Combine drills are not starting until next Thursday, February 29th. The drills for quarterbacks are not happening until Saturday, March 2nd, uh, which also will feature drills for receivers and running backs. So that day will be a huge day at the Combine. Uh, you are going to the Combine. Many from the Commanders will be at the Combine. What usually is the case at a Combine is that NFL teams, top executives, and head coaches do press conferences. Uh, safe to say that General Manager Adam Peters and Head Coach Dan Quinn will be doing pressers next week? It is. Uh, they are on the schedule to talk next week, both individual sessions. Um, I think the Quinn, you know, which, as we know, he's done this job before. So seeing him at the podium, not a big deal. Peters is, I think, a different, a different deal. I mean, he's only, uh, you know, he's not done this before. He's not stood up at the podium at the at the combine, or, you know, and, and held the conversation as the GM. I mean, even here, yes, he was the um, he did the introductory press conference, but you know, that's sort of a fluffy. Hey, nice to meet you. How excited are you? You know, what do you think? Like now, it's like okay, well. There will be questions, and it won't just be from the local media. It'll be anybody, and and because Washington, or you know, anybody with a credential, um, and because Washington has the number two pick, I'm sure there will be you know direct questions about 
these quarterbacks or what their plan is, whether he answers them, I don't think he's going to say at the podium, hey, we think Drake May is the answer, but how he handles it, how does he speak, How does, even if he is deflecting, how does he deflect? I think this is going to be interesting because, you know, this is what we're, for, from our purposes, this is mostly what we'll see. These guys at the mic, and what do they say, what, do we, what information can we disseminate from them? We had a lot of fun and a lot of frustration at times with Rivera. Now we get to see how these guys go. Again, Quinn, we kind of already get it, but Peters, this is like really is the start for him. Commander's managing partner, Josh Harris, and Josh Harris advisory committee member, Rick Spielman. Do you expect those guys to be at the combine on behalf of the commanders? You guys all love Rick Spielman. Uh, (laughs) uh, Rick Spielman, I mean, you know, as far as I know, he's not, you know, his his time with this team was only through the searches, so I don't assume he will be. You know, it, it is essentially kind of an NFL football convention in a lot of ways. You know, you've got the agent world is there, not just negotiating or talking to teams, but they've got their own meetings. You you will have a lot of people there who, uh, from the football world, because it's not just the players at a podium or the workouts. There's just a lot of social time there as well. So, you know, I could... I don't know what Rick Spielman's hopes and dreams are at this point for his career, but he he could be there. But I don't know that he's there for Washington. As for Harris, I don't know the answer, but I kind of think he would be because, like, he here you know look again. We nobody wants the medley owner, blah blah blah. But like they do have the number two pick. This is the first time he's dealing with this. He has not been to the combine. I would assume there would have been no reason for him to have been there before. So just to even get a feel for what it is, I think could be interesting. And plus, he's still trying to. You know, there's still some selling here, right, of, of this new group to the local fans and also to the world at large. And again, everybody will be there. You know, uh, all you know, all your insiders, all the TV stations, they all have. Uh, setups there in the convention hall where the players are. So, you know, it, it is a good meet and greet opportunity for somebody who is still new and still trying to, you know, learn or learn around the league. So he might be there, but I don't know the answer to that right now. Much more with Ben Standing in moments. We are going to next talk about the perceived top three quarterbacks in the 2024 NFL Draft, a draft in which the commanders, as you may have heard, have the number two overall pick. Hopefully good things happen for our football team via that number two overall pick. We always hope that good things are happening for you, but if you have been harmed by the negligence of someone else, or if someone who you care about has been harmed by the negligence of someone else, always know that the great law firm of Paulson and Nace is there for you. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Call 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace has won millions of dollars for clients and was just named as part of U.S. News and World Report's Best Law Firm's 2024 edition. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C., and West Virginia. Paulson and Nace fights for victims of all kinds of situations, including victims of errors made during diagnosis, during surgery, or with medication, victims of injuries caused by dangerous medications or medical devices, as well as defective auto parts, victims of accidents involving cars, trucks, bikes, or motorcycles, victims of deceptive trade practices and false advertising, heck, victims 
of shady lawyers. If your attorney acts in bad faith, is unethical in his or her counsel, or is negligent in his or her work, you could have a claim for legal malpractice. Paulson and Nace has represented corporate clients throughout the region. Attorneys Chris Nace and Matt Nace, they are experienced trial attorneys who are not afraid to take cases to trials, and that's because Paulson and Nace wins trials. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wronged but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandnace.com. That's paulsonandnace.com. Just don't forget to tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, if you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. More now with Commander's Insider Ben Standig of The Athletic. He will be at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis next week. The Combine press conferences for quarterbacks are on Friday, March 1st. But as I said earlier, the Combine quarterback drills are on Saturday, March 2nd. Do you expect any of the perceived top three quarterbacks in the 2024 NFL Draft, USC's Caleb Williams, North Carolina's Drake May, or LSU's Jaden Daniels to participate in any of the combine quarterback drills on March 2nd? So this is where I'm a little blind in terms of like what, I don't know what's been said publicly, but I would kind of think no, right? I mean, these quarterbacks are typically not doing much. Once One, one every so often will tune in, but you know, these guys don't, they could probably only hurt their causes at this stage, right? You know, I mean, they're going somewhere in the top five to 10. So I don't, I don't see it. But yes, the interviews are a thing. Um, you know, the, the, I guess the medical check, you know, I, they could run the 40 perhaps if they wanted to, but I would be surprised if they did much in the way of drills or, or, or things like that. Uh, You wrote a really interesting piece that came out on Tuesday morning. Headline, quote, Commanders could have a Drake May, Jaden Daniels decision to make it number two, end quote. It more and more is feeling like the Chicago Bears are going to trade quarterback Justin Fields and not trade their number one overall pick in the 2024 draft and are going to take Caleb Williams with that pick. And so the Commanders trading up from their number two overall pick to the Bears' number one overall pick is feeling less and less likely to whatever extent that ever was likely. Uh, And so the great debate of Drake May versus Jaden Daniels matters a lot. You talk to a lot of people familiar with May and Daniels. Uh, What did those people have to say? Yeah, so I talked to a lot of people when I was at the Senior Bowl, both people who were like teammates of theirs, but also people who went against them um, and, and try to get, you know, some other voices as well and i wasn't so much saying hey tell me about drake may's arm and can he make the you know this throw it's more just like tell me about the guy tell me about the guy in your locker room tell me about the guy you went up against what did you see to try to get a feel and uh you know look it would be surprising if one of these people came out and said boy that guy sucks so that didn't happen um but you know what is it about them that makes them Pick. Like for Jaden Daniels, he obviously went from a guy who was nowhere close to being a, a first round pick, let alone a top five pick, to now winning the Heisman, being in that position. And, you know, different people gave different reasons as to why they thought he had such a good year. His teammate, uh, Jordan Jefferson, a defensive lineman, 
said what stood out to him was just his composure. Uh, Daniels is not a real extrovert type at all. He's more of a lead by example. And, but he said he did it like in a way that like everybody recognized, oh, we've got to do it because this is how he's doing it. And we're going to, you know, he's going to lead us, you know, to where we need to go this year. Uh, Drake May, I spoke to Tez Walker, one of North Carolina's wide receivers, and, you know, he said, look, you guys need the tape. You don't need me. You, know, you don't need to. We all get what that is. The, the, what, you know, what you don't know is, you know, this guy is crazy competitive. That when he walks in the locker room, everybody gravitates towards him, that he is a natural uh, born leader, things like that. So, again, you know, we'll see how it all translates. But, you know, you can always get a get, you know, right? Even if it's our regular lives, somebody says, hey, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working with so-and-so. What do you think about them? And how enthusiastic you are when you give that answer no matter what you say could be a a clue as to how you really think and i I would say that all of them were pretty positive about these guys so it's really kind of more about that just trying to get a feel for who they are how they would fit in with the locker room uh and and uh, stuff like that the consensus opinion not universal opinion but consensus opinion with the upper portion of the quarterback class for the 2024 draft is that there's Caleb Williams, then there's a drop-off, and then there are Drake May and Jaden Daniels. Regarding May versus Daniels, though, I don't yet sense a consensus opinion on who's better. Do you? I, I don't, um, but I will note that uh, I looked. I was looking this week, like our uh, draft uh, guru, Dane Brugler, he has Drake, he, he did a, a I forget if it was a mock draft or yeah, I think it was a mock draft. He had Drake May going two. Uh, Matt Miller with ESPN had Drake May going two. A lot of what I was looking at was like seeing people saying Drake May going two, and then on top of that, when you look at some of these mock drafts, it's typically even like even if Daniels is two, then May is three. But if May is three, I've seen Daniels drop to six to eight, which could be completely wrong. It's just to say that it feels like. The tr- the trend seems to be more likely that Daniels is a little bit uh, a little bit behind, but you know again that I, the way I always look at it is we'll, we'll we'll be talking about risers and fallers in the next few weeks. It, it's a kind of a fake point. I just think that the league knows where the league is at on these players generally, and the rest of us are catching up. So people may be like you know overrated, and now all of a sudden, oh, he's falling. Well, he's not falling. Just the, the public is now catching up to what the teams already uh, already think, and, and you know the other way, you know, go up or down, however you want to look at it. Um, I, I will say this: I do. I think the intrigue for me is we're talking about these three quarterbacks. Is there a world where it becomes four quarterbacks? Because it does seem like there's some JJ McCarthy uh, fans out there. Which you know, I watched Michigan a fair amount this year, just casually, you know, and. You know, they, they didn't need him in the way we see other teams need their quarterbacks just to succeed. And so there were games where he just, you know, didn't didn't do that much. So it's kind of like, hey, I, I guess. But I think there is some noise out there that he's actually, you know, the tape on him is pretty pretty interesting. So is that interesting, meaning instead of it going middle of the first round, now he's going to be somewhere closer to, like, top eight? Maybe. Could it be even higher than that? I, I don't know. I'm not prepared for that. And it could be... A false, you know, false flag. You're getting at this stage of the, of the process, but it is interesting to me. I've heard, you know, a little bit about that. So I, I will be curious as we get into the combine and beyond. I think then we'll really start getting some more noise about where, what people think of these guys. 
Well, in theory, the dream scenario for the commanders uh, would be trading down, obtaining draft capital, and still getting a franchise quarterback via taking, say, Michigan's J.J. McCarthy or Oregon's Bo Nix. Uh, but of course, <laughs> uh, that scenario is uh, easier said than done. I'm interested in your opinion on this. I'm assuming that the commander's executive slash coach who will have the biggest say in what the team does at quarterback this offseason is general manager Adam Peters. Who has the second biggest say? Assistant general manager Lance Newmark, head coach Dan Quinn, offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury, managing partner Josh Harris. (laughs) Uh, Who do you think? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. I mean, I'll put Josh Harris on the side because I would hope he wouldn't be saying, "Hey, you guys got to go take this guy or that guy," because that's you know that's not what we want to hear. Um, you know, in terms of evaluations or things like that, that that kind of this seemed the trouble in the past. Um, but the rest of it, you know, look, Adam Peters' job now is GM. He's got a lot of other responsibilities. He's, he can't just sort of sit in his office all day long and study tape. He's going to have to delegate a little bit. And that's where I think Lance Newmark comes into play, especially since, you know, whatever the staff ultimately looks like, the front office staff, it's not there yet, I would think. I'd be surprised if, like, sometime after the draft, there's some, you know, changes beyond Newmark coming in and Mayhew already staying. So for now, he has to, I think, rely on Newmark, and I guess to some degree Mayhew, because he knew him already from uh, San Francisco, as like sort of be my advi- you know, be my eyes, be my voice, you know, give me, tell me what you think, because you guys are going to probably on some level have more time to watch over everything than than, than he will. Um, and then obviously there's Dan Quinn. Look, I mean, he's a defensive guy, but you know he uh, he's got a, he's got a coach against a quarterback. He clearly has a feel for what you know what works, what you know what doesn't. So I think he's clearly going to be in the in the mix, but I don't know that he's the second voice to be honest. Uh, so maybe Newmark, just because of the fact that Peters picked him to be his right hand man, and that's got to count for something. Yeah, the hiring of Lance Newmark to me was a big deal. Uh, final question. Combine week, as you know, uh, is a week during which we almost always have, if not major news, then major reports, major gossip, major scuttlebutt. Uh, is there anything with the commanders next week that you are anticipating that we might get or are wondering if we might get? Good question. You know, there's been so much we've been tracking. Like, it almost feels like free agency is, like, not happening. Yeah, um, I know. And I've been discussed. I, I don't know. You know, look, I mean, part of me wonders, again, these guys are catching up to the team. But, like, as we know, the, Washington has a 1,000 free agents this year. I don't think they necessarily have guys that they have to keep, but they also can't let everybody go, right? And so, you know, is it possible that <laughs> – so one of you know some of their guys who are sort of that more depth guys like a, a Jeremy Reeves or Cornelius Lucas that there's a conversation about getting a deal done with them sooner than later before free agency hits maybe I mean I know that sounds necessarily a rumor um, you know look I think what happens with Justin Fields with the Bears I think is is a big deal for Washington not in terms of him coming here but where does he go right because if he gets traded to pick your team Atlanta. You know, or some other team in the top ten. Possibly, if you did want to trade down, that takes away an option uh, there. So I don't know what I would. Even, I don't even know what the rumor would be for Washington at this point, of, unless we're. You know, uh, I'm not worrying about rumors of them trading up. I think any anybody who's 
listening to that, I just don't. But in terms of like anything with real heat on it, I don't buy it at all because uh, they haven't gotten that far. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. But you know, but look, two years ago at the at the combine, Russell Wilson got traded to Denver, and a couple days later, the Carson Wentz deal happened. So. I'm not saying I think Washington will be involved, but like other things around the league will impact things for Washington. So I do think it is rumors can be not involving Washington and yet impact them uh, over the next couple of weeks. All right. Ben Standing, Commander's Insider for The Athletic. Uh, ben, thank you and enjoy Indianapolis. Al, I will let you know if I found the NBA's uh, defense on the street somewhere, because uh, <laughs> it's clearly missing. So I'll see what I can do for you. <laughs> well, uh, defense may be missing from the NBA All-Star game, but what is very much present at Nova Fireplace and Stove is a great deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Nova Fireplace and Stove right now is offering the following deal to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, and in-stock would insert at an extremely Discounted price, just $6,000 plus tax. The usual price is $9,000 plus tax. So this is a 33% discount, and the $6,000 plus tax includes installation, permit, and county slash city inspection. And you can get a government-funded tax credit as well, up to $2,000, dropping the price to just four thousand dollars all things considered a site visit is required and you must have a masonry fireplace but if you live in northern virginia call nova fireplace and stove the number is 571-513-3803 talk to my guy Stuart moore he is the general manager of nova fireplace and stove he is a big commanders fan he is a loyal listener of this podcast mention that al galdi sent you and get this exceptional deal on an in-stock wood insert again 33% off. A standard masonry fireplace is only about 10% efficient, but a wood insert is over 70% efficient. A wood insert installed into a masonry fireplace elongates the burn time of your logs. This is a great way to heat your home and save money on heating your home. Uh, you can visit NovaFireplaceAndStove.com to check out customer reviews, but call Nova Fireplace and Stove. 571-513-3803. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. That's Nova Fireplace and Stove, 571-513-3803. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Hey, let's talk some college basketball. Major news for Maryland. Very good news for Maryland. The Terrapins have landed a big recruit. We on Wednesday evening learned that highly regarded high school player Derek Queen has committed to Maryland. Uh, Derek Queen is listed as being 6'10". He, for the 2024 class, is ranked as the number 10 player per ESPN and the number 12 player per 24-7 sports. In fact, Queen per 24-7 sports' all-time recruiting database is the second highest recruit ever landed by Maryland, trailing only Diamond Stone, who was the number eight player in the 2015 class per 24-7 sports. Now, you can't go too crazy with recruits because they many times uh, do not truly live up to the hype. Diamond Stone 
did not truly live up to the hype. But getting Derek Queen is a big deal for Terps head coach Kevin Willard. You know, Maryland's recruiting of Queen actually started when Mark Turgeon was Terps head coach. Uh, Derek Queen is from Maryland. He's from Baltimore. He began his high school career at Baltimore's St. Francis Academy, uh, for which he played with Julian Reese. And while the Terps for next season are set to not have Jameer Young and Dante Scott, the team now is set to have potentially one of the best duos of bigs in the country in 6'9", Julian Reese, and 6'10", Derek Queen. Uh, The Terps needed some good news, and uh, we got some good news on Wednesday evening. Uh, An assistant coach for Maryland last season was Tony Skin. Uh, He's now the head coach for George Mason. And how about George Mason? The Mason Nation. What a win. Uh, the Patriots for this season improved to 18-8 and overall and 7-6 and in the A-10 with a 71-67 win over number 16 Dayton at Eagle Bank Arena in Fairfax, Virginia on Wednesday night. First home win over a team ranked in an Associated Press Top 25 poll ever. George Mason men's basketball. Yes, we had history made in Fairfax on Wednesday night. The Patriots overcame an 11-point second-half deficit. This is Mason's highest-ranked victim in a regular season game ever, and is Mason's highest-ranked victim since the win over then-number-two UConn in the Elite Eight of the 2006 NCAA tournament. Uh, And a player for the Patriots at the time was... Tony Skin. Uh, Mason is having a nice season. Isn't a threat to get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament, at least not yet, Uh, but maybe that can change. A great win for George Mason. Uh, Tony Skin became Mason's head coach off Kim English leaving his job as Mason head coach to become Providence's head coach, succeeding Ed Cooley, who had left his job as Providence head coach to become Georgetown's head coach. And as for Georgetown, uh, it on Wednesday night suffered another loss. The Hoyas lost their 11th consecutive game. They, for this season, fell to 8-18 eight and 18 overall and 1-14 and 14 in the Big East with a 90-85 loss to St. John's at Capital One Arena on Wednesday night. The Hoyas never held a lead in the game, though they did trim multiple significant deficits. The Hoyas in the first half trailed by 21 points at 35-14. The Hoyas early in the second half cut their deficit to four points at 39-35. The Hoyas then fell behind by 17 points at 58-41, but the Hoyas then cut that deficit to three points at 84-81 in the final minute of the second half. But the Hoyas did lose. Their defense was not good. They allowed St. John's to score 90 points and go 7 of 16 on threes and 27 of 43 on twos. And things could have been worse because St. John's went just 15 to 21 on free throws. So the Hoyas offense was mixed. They scored 85 points, went 10 to 20 on threes and finished with 16 assists versus just seven turnovers. You like all that, but the Hoyas did go just 21 of 46 on twos and went just 13 of 18 on free throws. Uh, Three standouts for the Hoyas were Jaden Epps, Rowan Brumball, and Supreme Cook. The 6'2 Illinois transfer Jaden Epps, big game for him. He, in 39 minutes as a starter, went 2 of 6 on threes, 10 of 14 on twos, and 5 of 6 on free throws. He finished with 31 points, 7 assists versus 2 turnovers, 3 rebounds, and 2 steals. 6'4 Texas transfer Rowan Brumball, 
37 minutes as a starter. He went 2-2 two two on threes. Did go just 3-7 of seven on twos and just 3-5 of five on free throws, but he finished with 15 points, 7 assists versus 2 turnovers and 2 rebounds. And 6-9 Fairfield transfer Supreme Cook. He in just 27 minutes as a starter had 12 points and 8 rebounds, including 5 offensive boards, but he went just 5 of 14 from the field, all twos and just a two of four on free throws. And yeah, the Hoyas, 11 consecutive losses now. Next up for the Hoyas is the last team that they beat. Georgetown is at DePaul Saturday evening at six. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 769. We'll have much more on the Commanders. Also on Friday's show, I'll talk Capitals and Wizards. The Camps are at the Tampa Bay Lightning, Thursday night at 7. The Wizards are at the reigning, defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets, Thursday night at 9 in Game 1 of the post-All-Star break portion of the Wizard season. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk to you on Friday. I'm a little bit more process-oriented. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.